Welcome to the Witcher Lorecast, where we take a look into the vast universe of The Witcher, such as the games, books, shows, and so much more. Welcome back, Witchers, to another episode of the Witcher Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and always with me is my good friend, Toasty. Hello. And, uh, yeah, we are now in the week of not having a talk with Doug, and mm-hmm. which was great. Um, so if you haven't gone and listened to that episode... Go listen to that episode. It's great. Mm-hmm. You can great uh, combo. It, yeah, it was great. Um, you can just you know be. Oh, camera's going weird. There it goes. Yeah. Uh, you can hear me being awkwardly quiet because how starstruck and nerdy now I was during that show. <laughs> hearing me somehow carry that conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> How am I the one talking right now? <clears throat> we all but, thought it was no, going to be was, the opposite, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's fine. It was a lot of fun. It was great. So, Yes. So uh, no. where are we going this week? Well, we're going to get back into our you know regular content and go ahead and, you know, it's getting cold. Uh, well, it's getting know. cold where I'm at. It's got cold where I'm at today. It was this morning when I woke up, it was in the 30s. Oh, and I was oh like, shoot. I was like, I was like, okay, that's pretty cold. That's pretty cold. So I figured, why not? You know, the cold was inspiring me. So I figured, why not talk about a monster that's very cold or likes to live where it's very cold? And that is ice giants. Ooh. Yeah. So as always, we start with the best theory entry. Fled one time in my life from the ice giant. And know what? I'm not a bit ashamed <laughs> by Rasmin Kovalja playing. Uh, uh, this is going to be a whole lot of like, uh, like Norse pronunciations today that are going to be awful. And I'm going to warn everyone about that. Clan <laughs> Tortorok Oarsman. Uh, this powerful primeval monster is quite possibly the last of its race. The ice giant resembles a man in many respects, but is blue as frost and taller than a tree. Though it seems capable of reason, all attempts to communicate with it to date have ended the same way, in a quick and painful death. Now this bestiary... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, it should be quick and painless, but knowing an ice giant... It's going to toss you around like a rag doll, like the Hulk. Yeah, pretty much. And we're not, <laughs> we're not Norse gods, so we don't take no, beatings. No, no, well. we don't take beatings <clears throat> well. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, there is a bit more to this bestiary entry that is uh, unattainable unless you find a certain book or read a certain book. Um, that the rest of this best year entry is it is hard to provide a detailed description of the ice giant for no witcher has ever faced it it is known only from tales and secondhand reports that mix fact with legend uh skellige in skellige skellige i don't like saying that word i don't i just don't no. like it 
But no. Uh, Skelligers claim its skin is blue because it was born of snow and ice, which is, of course, clearly impossible. Though it does indeed seem capable of withstanding the fiercest frosts and, in fact, seems to draw strength from them. It can bind other creatures to its will, sirens in particular. It treats its victims cruelly and is particularly fond of human flesh. It uses simple weapons made from items looted from the bodies of those it has slaughtered. Now, now this book in question um, is referred to as An Ancient Ballad, and it is a book in The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, that when read provides bestiary entries for Cyclops and Ice Giants. However, it is supposed to be available as random loot, but due to a randomization bug doesn't appear anywhere during gameplay and can only be obtained through console commands. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah? Like, that, that's, I mean, I'm curious if that's still to date with all the updates they've done to the game. But it's possible. More likely, it's still probably a bug. Typically, when it comes probably. to like bugs that you can only use with console commands, typically there's a really they're really hard to not that you can't really fix those too much. Mm-hmm. Now they are of the class Ogroid, uh, and they only occur on the Isle of Unvik. Uh, they're susceptible to Ogroid oil and Quinn, um, in particular. He wields a large improvised flail made from a ship anchor. That could definitely, I could see how that could hurt a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, if you go into this fight and you watch the cutscenes, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. I'm you, trying, but. <laughs> it's been a while, I think, since I've seen the thing or whatever. But correct me if I'm wrong. This is, you only get this if you help. Uh, it's the uh sun. the sun i can't remember his name oh shoot surf than h is it halmar no that's not right but this is his this is his quest like you were supposed to help him like beat an ice giant or the ice giant is it halmar halmar uh it is oh, i think there's something else Hjalmar, yep. Hjalmar of Crate on, uh, of Cr- on, Hjalmar on Crate, yep. Dang. It sometimes is my Witcher which, mythology um, surprises me. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, which, I mean, typically you can, I mean, I've always done both sides until to a certain point to where I only do with, um, Seer, or Seers? Seer, I think, yeah. Seer, yeah. yeah. I'm doing it with her stuff. Um, Okay. I don't think I've actually ever done this fight. I'm gonna be honest. It's a it's an interesting fight because there's a specific objective in the fight to where you can save someone who's trapped. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get them to get to them in time, that anchor does a lot of damage. Yeah, no, I can see it's that. It's not irreversible either. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh as for loot, you can loot quite a bit, 
Deerhide, Elemental Essence, Infused Shard, Lesser Glyph of Ard, Monster Blood, Monster Bone, Monster Brain, Monster Ear, Monster Essence, Monster Eye, Monster Hair, Monster Heart, Monster Liver, Monster Saliva, Monster Tongue, Monster Tooth, Old Bear Hide, Orins, and Wolf Hide. That's almost All as much the as the uh, <laughs> was it the slizzards we went over? Yeah, I think the slizzard <laughs> matriarch or whatever. Yeah, that's almost as much. I think, as the I think that might be, more. might be more. Yeah, I think it's Heck, more. You get orange from this thing. <laughs> yeah, money, which you'll just spend on other reagents that you don't get out of this guy. Yep, exactly. Uh, now, as for actually fighting this thing. Um, it is similar to the Cyclops in term of, terms of combat ability. There's one aspect of the Ice Giant that must be cautioned. Reportedly, the monster draws its strength from cold weather, with blizzards allowing them to reach their physical peak. Creatures such as Sirens can be bound to the will of an Ice Giant, which should coat their silver swords in oil that affects any potential allies to the Ice Giant to help eliminate them more quickly. A Horval horn was once once crafted to help repel sirens attacking Skelligers, knocking them out of the sky with a single blast of noise. Having the horn would be of great use against an ice giant, directing the sirens to attack its enemies. As with the Cyclops, evasiveness and footwork are your best defenses against an ice giant. Use Erden to improve your chances of avoiding any attacks. Yeah, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. But, um, yeah, I mean, the fight, I mean, I haven't done the Ice Giant fight in a good while. And it's not like one of those ones where you'll, like, remember it, like, distinctly. Because you only fight an Ice Giant once through one specific quest if you take it. So... Yeah, it's um I always do the first few um how our what's his name again? Shoot. Um Kalmar. Kalmar. Um I only do the first few of his quests uh and then I just then focus on Seer because she's the best ruler for Skellica. Yeah. I definitely I think I just always ignore him. <laughs> Because I don't want him getting any kind of foothold against Seer, so yeah, that's fair. In my mind, if he never beats the the Ice Giant, then it, he has no chance, anyways. Because that's kind of his like test of proving or whatever himself. So that's true. Um, fun fact: I do have the Ice Giant um, figure, uh, McFarlane figure that they made like mm. over a year ago. They have a standard and a bloody version. So one's covered in blood and one's not. Nice. Gotta love it. <clears throat> there are 40 bucks a piece. It was great. <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah. it's pretty cheap for the figurines nowadays. Wow, that's that's a true fact. And what I was, was working... What was that one? What was that girl on recently oh, that was God. like $300 or some um, shit? The, see, that's a 19-inch statue for both okay. of them. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah... Fun, fun stuff. Um, ice giants avoid them at all cost. If you come up near one in Skellige somehow, ice giant, giant, oh, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's only one left. That's true. Surprised, actually. Hmm. 
That's actually surprising now that I think about it. I feel like because all Gale the other probably wouldn't kill it then if it's the last of its kind. Yeah, I mean, I know they're not like quite as intelligent as like other types of monsters, but like it's still a fairly intelligent creature. And if it's the last of its kind, I think Geralt would just be like, "Hey, just like leave it the fuck alone." Like, right? Which what which what all the Skelligers did? They didn't mm-hmm. go near the island where the ice giant lived because they knew they would die. <laughs> yeah, but then of course you know. Then What's you, his you know, face has to prove a, a point. Yep. And it's like, I have yeah, to gain I'm... footing. I have to be the next ruler. Let's go kill this monster. Yeah. And then no. when you go and find him, he's about to die. Yeah, no. So. That makes it. It definitely just lines up even more that Carol would help Seer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And you get the quest where you get to toss a baby in the oven. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. <laughs> I love the reaction. Oh my god. No. Anyway, uh with that, we are going to take a quick mid-break and be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, welcome to the mid-break of the show where we talk about everything with the podcast that has nothing to do with the lore of the Witcher. And here we thank all of our patrons supporting us. Thank you so much. And we do have a new patron this week, Aaron B. Thank you for signing up. Uh, You signed up as the Leshen, so you get to join us at the end of the month uh, for a patron chat whenever that will be because the end of the month is Christmas. So, or is it Christmas or is is there another week after no, it's Christmas. It is Christmas, so, so we ooh, will. Actually, we might have to reschedule. We will reschedule this month's patron chat because we'll be off for the holidays. Yeah, we might have to just just next week then. Nah, yeah. I'm cool with just taking a week off, honestly, because it's Christmas. So. Yeah, or we can do it the first. So we'll we'll, we'll let you know in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And uh, also thank you, uh, Jared M, for supporting us as well. Since you are a higher vampire, you get a shout out every episode. Thank you so much for that. And if you also want to support us, uh, or if you want to become a patron too, you can go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast where you can sign up to get ad-free episodes or even join us on the show once a month. You can support us also with Spotify and Apple. If you leave five-star review on Apple with some words or a nice Spotify comment, uh, on an episode, we will read out loud. Read those out loud on the show as well. Uh, we don't have any this week, but uh, well, you can also find us on a few different Discord servers: the Robots Radio Discord or the um, Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, where you can find the show and the other shows that I host. Um, and you can also find me on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Benetamaria. When, uh, go follow, go get notified when I go live because I'm very close in getting, uh, getting Twitch affiliated and that would be awesome. And I would highly appreciate that. And, um, fun fact, duck just got affiliated. Nice. Like a couple of days ago that I saw, he tweeted out. So congrats, Doug, go follow Doug too. too. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Go follow Doug Cockle. The voice of Geralt. 
on Twitch and Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, uh, that's all I have to add for the mid show. Do you have anything toasty? That's it for me. Cool. Let's get back to more ice giants. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right. So where are we going now? We are going real world mythology, right? Mm-hmm. As we do. So I'm sure that a lot of you you Norse mythology fellows are going to be pretty uh, happy about this one. Um, as far as I can tell, at least. But yeah, this all this all connects back to Norse mythology. Um, and specifically, or I guess even more specifically, the Jotun. Um, but fun fact, and we'll start it off with the preface of, of this is that I found out today while doing research, uh, because of, you know, modern representations of like Norse gods and mythology and whatnot, you might have thought that the Jotun or the Jotnir, um, or Jotnar, I think, um, were the ice giants because of, you know, Thor the Marvel series, because that's what we kind of see. Um, but no, the Jotun are actually used, that, that's a term that describes all of the giants, not just ice giants. And even more specifically, another thing I learned was that giants weren't actually giants in Norse mythology. They were very similar to the gods. Um, but they were just used as a different terminology, I guess, to like make them distinct or just because of like this, I guess the size of the gods and themselves and whatnot. So, uh, that's very interesting, but yeah, so this actually ends up coming back even further, um, to, uh, to Emir, who was, um, the first frost giant. First Frost Giant, Ymir, also Argomir, Brimir, or Blin, um, is the was formed in the darkness of the Ganunga Gap. Uh, this venom congealed into ice, and the ice melted in contact with warm air from Muspelheim. Life quickened in it, and Ymir was the result. I think my wife just got home. I don't know. <laughs> I heard a noise. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and groping about in the gloom in search of something to eat, Emir perceived a gigantic cow called, called Aldhuma, or Aldhumla, the nourisher, which had been created the same way as himself and out of the same materials from the dripping rhyme of Elivagar. Hastening towards her, Emir noticed with pleasure that four great streams of milk flowed from her udder to supply him with nourishment. And I saw there's they have, you know how they have like old art to like represent stuff like this or whatever. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of a man drinking from a cow's udder today and it was just weird. <laughs> it was just really weird. But, you know, I guess that makes sense. 
Uh, all his wants were thus satisfied, but the cow, looking about uh, her for food, began to lick the salt off, her neighbor, off of a neighboring ice block with her rough tongue. There she stood patiently licking that lump of salt until the hair of a god appeared. After she had licked some time longer, the whole had emerged from its icy envelope. And by and by, Burry, the producer, stepped forth entirely free. While the cow had been thus engaged, Emir the giant had fallen asleep, and as he slept, a son and daughter were born from the perspiration under his armpit, and his feet produced the six-headed giant Rudgulmir, who shortly after his birth brought forth in his turn the giant Burgulmir, from whom all the evil frost giants are descended. Okay, that um, that's a lot. <laughs> Mythology is a lot. It is so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I never like I was always interested in the Norse mythology, but I never really dove into it. I was more into Greek and uh Roman and Egyptian mythology back when I was in school and never really got Percy into Jackson Norse. effect really. Yeah. And I, the funny thing is I never read Percy Jackson. Oh really? Yeah. I just thought that stuff was cool. <laughs> never read Fair Percy enough. Jackson. Uh, I think but, I got, I did technically get into it before Percy Jackson was like brought into my life. And then of course I read those books because of it. But right. yeah, no, I was big on Greek mythology and Roman. I was and not so much on Egyptian. Um, I did do a like very in depth um, because we had a mythology project in the seventh or eighth grade where we had to basically do a presentation on a god. Um, and a lot of people were doing, and like the teacher didn't want us to have the, anybody to do the same god. So we ended up having to like submit which one we were doing. And so a lot of the Greek ones were taken really quick. You know, and stuff like that. And I ended up doing mine on Thor. And that was interesting. Is is there's a lot of weird stuff. Interesting. Uh, in that. Yeah. And that was like right when Thor had come out, I believe. It was about the same time. Oh, I okay. To go watch it in theaters as part of the uh class curriculum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean I would say Egyptian mythology really spiked because I play and a fan of Yu Gi Oh and I think that's where that came from. I was too, but I guess the Egyptian mythology didn't stretch from that. That's fair. Mm. Who knows? Uh but yeah, so uh Later on came the slaying of Ymir. <clears throat> so when these giants became aware of the existence of the god Buri and of his son Bor, uh, whom he had immediately produced, they began waging war against them. For as the gods and giants represented the opposite forces of good and evil, there was no hope of their ever coming to an agreement and living together in peace. <clears throat> The struggle continued evidently for ages, neither party gaining a decided advantage until Bor married the giantess Besla, daughter of Bolthorn, the thorn of evil, who bore him three powerful sons, Odin, Vili, and Ve. Hmm. So, we know mm -hmm. one of those names, at least if you are 
into at all if Norse mythology or watched mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah, if you're vaguely familiar. Yeah, because it was, and like I found this, I didn't realize this information today. I found it out today is that Odin is also like, uh, like an offspring of a Jotun. Yet fucking Loki gets so much flack in the fucking Marvel series. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's some bullshit. <laughs> Odin, you hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, and especially in the MCU version of. Loki mm-hmm. is an adopted Jotun. Yeah. Sorry. He's they say Jotun, but he's an adopted frost giant. Frost but they giant, say yeah. that they, they incorporate all of them into yeah. the Jotun. But there are mountain giants and fire giants in Norse mythology as well. Mm-hmm. All considered Jotun. They yep. have different names uh for what specific kind they Go are. Go play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They're in that. No, oh, cool. These three sons immediately join their father in his struggle against the inimical frost giants and finally succeeded in slaying their deadliest foe, the great Emir. As he sank down lifeless, the blood gushed from his wounds in such floods that it produced a great deluge, deluge, in which all his race perished, with the exception of Burgomir, who escaped in a boat he was fishing in with his wife as Emir was slain and of course we know Burgomir was the uh progenitor of the evil frost giants so it's not going to go well for the rest of their their species nope. and together they went to the confines of the world and founded a new home called Jotunheim the home of all giants there they would stay until the doom of the gods Ragnarok was at hand as Ymir himself originated out of ice, so his descendants are the frost giants who appear at the doom of the gods in a body led by Hrime. And frost giants, or, and this is the specific word for them, Hrimthasar. Hrimthasar. It's a fucking, I told you, pronunciation is going to be rough. <clears throat> are personifications of frost, snow, and ice, or of the mountains covered with snow and ice. All right, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there's a there's a multitude of other like uh, giants who have like names that translate to like meanings of like ice and whatnot that mm-hmm. I think are supposed to be like representative of different ice giants or frost giants in in the mythology. Because there's like one that's like there's like one that translates to like frost, snow, snow drift, ice, cold, like. <clears throat> quite a few of them so All right. i'm not gonna list a bunch of names that i can't pronounce anyways so. right yeah that that's a fair that's a fair assumption there. i think the frost <laughs> one was frosty i could get that one. Oh whoa <laughs> <laughs> i know man just oh, like, oh you know just like a couple weeks before christmas <laughs> yeah so <laughs> oh my gosh oh that's funny um but yeah, that's interesting. Knowing that I never would have thought Odin would be descended from a, a, a like a frost giant. Yeah, that's I mean, that's I don't I don't think it's I don't think she's specifically a frost giant. I think Besla is she's a Jotun of some kind, but I don't think she's I don't think she's a frost giant. But I don't oh, know which okay. Yeah, okay. Giant is Besla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. So, but boar, like the, the, I don't know. Who knows? 
Hmm. I guess I could look it up, but this one was about Frost Giants. She didn't show up in the list, so. That's fair. That's understandable. But, yeah, that's what we have on Frost Giants. So, yeah, this week's episode's a little shorter than normal. Um, especially a lot shorter than last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fine. We made up for it last week with a big episode. Yeah, we can do true. a little short one. That is true. Uh, the holidays coming up were both probably like pretty busy with our work and stuff. So Yeah, um <laughs> retail life's not fun during this time of the year. It's not. Not at all. Not at all. But um yeah, so thank you for listening to the Witcher Lorecast and Are we Huh? Do we what? Are we gonna do our shoutouts? Oh yeah, I forgot we have <laughs> shout outs. Oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that. I'm so out of it. Oh, it took like a like thirty minute nap before jumping on here, so there's that. Oh, that's fair. That's fair um, for sure. I so... was dozing on the couch not that long ago. Too, so So Toasty, where could people find you? <laughs> Uh, you can find me doing the cyberpunk lore cast um, with my co-host Genesis as well as the cyberpunk red live play podcast cyberpunk cyberpunk apostrophe D that I do with the phone link for an almighty crit gang. Yeah. And you can find me as well on this show and my other shows that I host the holocron histories, the final fantasy lore cast and the wizarding world lore cast all part of the robots radio network and on both discords. So go check those out. And Tos and Tosi's other shows are on the Discord and the Robots Radio Network as well. So we we do a lot. We we mm-hmm. do a lot. Very busy. We are. But uh yeah. So thank you for listening to the Witcher Lore cast and uh stay safe on the path. Thank you for listening to the Witcher Lorecast. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can find us on the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, where you can share your thoughts, comments, or even experiences with the Witcher lore. You can also find us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with the shorter episode. Uh,